0: Live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Colefield and Company. Breakout pass made by Theodore, carried along by Watt alongside Carrier. Watt got tripped up, he gets up and shoots, he scores! What a recovery by Nick Watt, a delayed penalty against the Oilers. Drysaddle knocked over Watt, but he actually pushed him into the path of the puck. And the Knights now trail four to one, 14 minutes to go in the third. It's time for Cofield and Company.
1: On ESPN Las Vegas. Silver Sevens Hotel and Casino, the usual spot on Thursdays. Not a normal Cofield and Company, though. Throughout the beginning of the week, it was Hill and the Homies. Now, Von y Los Vatos are in the house. John Vontobel, Adam Hill with you for the next three hours. And the spot is, of course, Silver Seven, so come on down. And you know what? Not just today. How about Friday and Saturday nights? Home of the Prime Rib Special. 21 bucks, slow roasted Prime Rib here at the City Cafe. A lot of other great stuff that we'll tell you about. But it is a massive day. Not only because the show has improved with myself and Adam Hill and no Steve Cofield. It's NFL Schedule Day.
2: It's big. It's real big. Can I say? By the way, First of all, I want to say that you are clearly much more professional than I. You have a clock. I do because, I, I mean, I'm not in the,
1: to take people behind the scenes, uh, I don't have the camera of Ari panicking back in the studio. Um, I should pull that up at some point. So, in some level of professionalism, I have pulled up one of my favorite websites, Time.is, which is a a nuclear clock thing, atomic clock, I think is the way you say it, nuclear. Um, that gives atomic me and clock. Ari we we we're on the same page with one another now.
2: You know? Are you really? You're. I mean, you're basically assuming that the clock in the studio is on the atomic clock. Well, we got this.
1: I believe it is. We've done tests in the past that have proven they're within, like, a second of each other. A second is a
2: lot of the time.
1: It is, especially in the world of F1. Oh, I brought that up. I sweated out my first, like, F1 bet over the weekend. Did you win? No. Well, it was actually – it was no, I did not because – I'm sure you got in on this because it was a big thing among sports bettors. Um, But one of the shops out here in town – Had a mispriced favorite. may have forgot to uh, update the odds. So uh, I was sweating out the Miami Grand Prix. Grand Prix. Grand Pro? Good I work. Good work. Yeah. Good value. Didn't get there, but good value. Good. Uh, also great value, this show. Now, we were talking about
2: how big. Yeah.
1: Well, because I was thinking of a way to put this. Maybe I just forget this every single year, or maybe I'm just a jaded individual who does not have any happiness anymore. I don't understand the big deal. I don't either. Like, outside of outside of people who are planning trips, Right. Because I saw that Andrew Brandt, the former Packers exec, tweeted out, you know, on the NFL schedule at least, people do realize we've known every team's opponent for months. This is just unpacking the boxes that were delivered in January. But alas, the NFL could sell paint drying. Like, it's important for some people. If you're planning trips and you want to buy plane tickets, it doesn't matter. But my timeline today...
2: I'd be... I I think there's a a degree that he's right, but there's also a degree that, like, it goes the other way. So, I, I think yes we've known or we should have known uh who the opponents are but then you see you know you then you have the the people that fire back as you're saying it's like yeah but you know the dates now and you can book a trip and you know mm-hmm. these sort of things but then i do see people on twitter like our schedule's so hard you're like okay you knew the opponent you did know the opponents so settle down on that i, I know one of the lashbacks is as eddie brent said hey we've known the teams and then there's media people that'll say hey some fans want to book trips no media wants to book trips Fan, I don't think fans are booking trips today. There's now, so there's now the media, maybe. Maybe. There's media some psychotic pe- I will tell you that media people, before they even write their stories about who everybody's playing at 5 o'clock, will be booking flights and hotel rooms and things well, like that. Well, you people are insufferable. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I hate people. Like I won't that. be. You haven't planned your trips yet? You don't. You no. have no idea what the Raiders' schedule is, though. Zero clue. Yeah. Zero clue. Uh, so, yeah, I... I won't do I won't be doing it now because I'll be waiting and I'd like I'll, I'll wait and see like you never know when there's going to be a, like a practice on a Friday kind of thing too and so you have to uh-huh. book that out or maybe there's maybe you're going to some city that's on a Sunday a Sunday game and there's a NBA game on Friday like oh maybe I'll go early that week and go ch- catch the NBA game like there there are different things that I like to do and and wait around but there is media people right now that literally will be flooding the Southwest and Marriott sites at 5 p.m., ready to book their flights.
1: Now, I did see another selfish media person today Okay, affiliated with the Raiders. Is it me? No, it was not. And this was a really disappointing tweet because I've gotten to know this person a little bit more Uh-oh. and hanging out with them, you know, in social circles with you. What'd Cassie do? Live look at me patiently waiting to see if the NFL slash Raiders got uh, my memo. I am going guess.
2: It's a Cassie tweet about her wedding.
1: <laughs> to schedule their week seven game around my wedding.
2: I didn't realize when her wedding was. Well, here's the other problem. I'm already not going. Right. I would assume you're not. Well, it's the same night as Wu-Tang. Oh, okay. That's more I told important. her. I was like, sorry. That's important. Like, sorry, Wu-Tang's here. And Wu-Tang. I was going to make the joke. I can't. <laughs> Ain't nothing. To- <laughs> well, they're for the children, too. Right. That's a good point. Uh, they're nothing, nothing to mess with. Uh, so I told her I'm, I'm out. But she, I also said to her, what do you even want? Because that's the other part of this is that she's been talking about the schedule release for weeks of hey uh, don't like don't mess up my wedding. What what day is your wedding on? It's the twenty first October 21st. Is that a day like a, well of course it's Saturday. a Saturday. It's a Saturday. So okay. I said I said okay, do you want them home so that you have to work the day after your wedding or do you want them on the road where they're clearing out the, the day for you but now half the people that are coming to your wedding are, are not going to be there. And she's like, well, I actually don't know.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of media people probably, I would of assume, going to that. yeah.
2: Of course. So like, which one do you want? So she doesn't even know which is better. Yeah,
1: it's pretty selfish.
2: Like, say they're on the road in Chicago or something. Like, what is is that good or bad? How long has she been covering the Raiders? Uh, four years? Three years? You saw it. You knew this coming. Of course. I, that, I told her doing? from what the are beginning. What are you doing? I told her from the beginning not to have a wedding during football season.
1: I work with somebody who's also getting married this year, but she, former Vegas Golden Knights sideline reporter and now VEASAN host Stormy Bonatoni, is, I think, getting married in August. Like, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Do it before the season starts.
2: You don't think we've had this conversation off the air? (laughs) It's a nightmare. I saw that tweet. I couldn't believe that I was actually reading it from a Raiders reporter, nonetheless. You know this game. it's, It's baffling to me that she scheduled a wedding not only during the football season, but yes, on Wu Tang Day, and I, also to be fair, Wu Tang just booked their concert. <laughs> She's had the wedding scheduled for a year. Priorities. Uh, but yeah, I I'm not I'm going to Wu Tang. I'm not going to the wedding. What's your favorite leaked game so far? Well, I think uh, clearly it would be. Well, first, the fact that the Dolphins are playing the Chiefs in Europe is appalling. Yes. We're now, not getting the retu- the Tyreek return game.
1: That's I agree with that. Although I will say it's smart because the NFL has
2: given Europe some duds. <laughs> and so maybe they're finally giving them something exciting for once. Well, also, was the report true that the, there was supposed to be Bears, Chiefs, and the Chiefs said no? Ooh, I didn't see this. Yeah. Why would you say no to that? The, the rumors that I heard were that they thought the Bears traveled too well. What? And that there would be too many Bears fans in Europe.
1: That's a really dumb reason. I agree. That's that's a that's a toss up softball win if you if you handle things correctly on a neutral. Why wouldn't you do that?
2: Well you're also you're losing I guess the Dolphins is it's tougher. I was gonna say it's like right. easy it's an easy home win.
1: Wouldn't you rather face a lesser opponent on like a, like a we'll say a slightly advantageous position for them if they really think that they're gonna travel that well? Man, if you really versus do, a team. If you that's,
2: really do a deep dive in analytics on it though, of hey, at home we have like a ninety percent chance of winning. Neutral we're at like seventy eight Where the Dolphins are like a 68% chance at home, but like a 52% neutral. I'm still seeing. I'm still failing. to give up? Like I'm saying, I don't know. I don't know what the reason would be if it was an analytic decision. I don't think it was. Right. It sounds like a logistic in some way.
1: That sounds like a terrible decision. Or
2: unless you think. Because I I heard another theory of they don't want to give up like all the fans that would travel to Arrowhead from Chicago and, and buy beer and hotels and all that stuff. And so, yeah. they don't think the Dolphins fans will travel to Arrowhead. But I was like, aren't "That they sold makes out? More, that makes more aren't sense." Are they sold though. out? Yeah. So what? What do they care? Right. But I think
1: that if that's the reasoning, that makes more sense. Not. It makes more sense. Fans it makes more sense. Europe. But
2: I don't think. I think the tickets are already sold.
1: My favorite is a Chiefs game. Okay. What are we doing with the Chiefs- Lions. Lions? Yes, it's
2: fantastic. What, it, it,
1: there's going to be a million points scored, and I would say nine hundred ninety-nine
2: thousand are probably going to be Kansas uh, City's. By the way, so you can always tell who the league thinks has all the hype. Yeah. Does this also mean the Lions are going to be hard knocks? Again? Are they going to do it again? Yeah, I guess they wouldn't no. do it again. Yeah,
1: they can't do it consecutive years.
2: That's, that's what I was. was thinking was going to Oh, the Jets are going to be hard knocks. Yeah, I mean, that would be the okay. obvious choice. Yeah, I'm just like pro- trying to process all of it. It's, it's very wild. But the, you can tell the league believes the Lions have a lot of hype because – there's a bunch of games leaking out already that the Lions are going to be in prime time. They do. I, am I wrong in thinking that I just don't get it? I understand offensively
1: they should be pretty solid. Did I miss something where they revamped one of the worst defenses
2: in the NFL this year or last year? Yeah, they did. They uh they got they got a running back.
1: Oh, that's right. They got Jack Campbell, interior linebacker, who's really going to make a massive think difference.
2: You get Brian Branch, who I like. Okay. Uh, the, the, so a rookie
1: linebacker and a rookie safety really turning this thing around. They could
2: have huh? got, got Jalen Carter. Could have. Should have, right, probably. I, I, I have
1: people telling me that they're betting the Lions to win the Super Bowl. They're favorites to win the division. And now they're here in the opening night? Uh, yeah, I think we're going to see them a lot in prime time. It's going to be crazy. I mean, I get it. The total, I made the joke on Twitter earlier today. The, the total should be like 56 and a half.
2: Isn't this just like TV producers that just want to talk to Dan Campbell every week? Because uh, they sense. get to have their meetings with the, whoever's in prime time? I, just Why feel, not?
1: Like, I feel like you could have gotten a sexier matchup.
2: Of you, course. You don't do Eagles Chiefs? I, I do. Opening I, night? I would, I would like to see. I mean, I know that there is like kind of behind the scenes things, but they don't show you everything. Um, and usually there'll be like a little documentary thing. They'll come out and they'll say, well, this, 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 and this. Uh, I would love to know how much power, how much more power than usual some of the other TV deals kind of flexed here. Of mm-hmm. All right, look, the Eagles. We, I mean, I'd be I expected it to be maybe Eagles or Bengals mm-hmm. for opening week. And. You know Amazon or whoever. Uh, also, you know NBC being involved. All those. Well, NBC got the first one. They, they got the first week. So who knows? Maybe there's other games that they just said no. We want that that one here instead of there. Um, everybody's going to watch opening night anyway. So why waste one of the marquee matchups? I don't know. It's it's a very weird decision.
1: We also got the leak that the uh, the Raiders will face Kansas City on Christmas. That's not the most important part, John. What is it? It's
2: the Nickelodeon game.
1: Oh, trust me, that was in my notes. <laughs> yes, those are great. <laughs> I love those things. I watch those things. I watch those instead of the normal broadcasts.
2: No you don't. Yes well, you I
1: have, do. What well, no, not even there. They're they're not home on Sundays. They're not there.
2: You like the when the guy gets a touchdown and then gets then gets slime? The
1: slime, the creepy Patrick like sideline cam. The nepotism that is Adam Schefter's daughter being a sideline reporter. Sure. It's great. It's absolutely tremendous.
2: You're there for all of it. I, I am there for all of it. Well, you'll get to see the the, the Raiders playing in that, in that Nickelodeon game this year. It'll I cannot exciting. wait.
1: I cannot wait. I also cannot wait for Friday night as we're going to get Game 5, Edmonton and Vegas. Didn't go so well for the Knights last night. When we come back, let's talk about this. What exactly happened with VGK and the loss to Edmonton? And uh, will Alex Petrangelo be facing some sort of discipline after the incident from yesterday? It's Cofield and Company, live from Silver 7s.
0: Follow the guys on Twitter, at Steve Cofield and at me, JVT. Or tweet the show at Cofield and Company
1: or at ESPN Las Vegas. JVT, Adam Hill filling in for Steve Cofield today. You hear the voice of Bruce Cassidy, head honcho, dare I say, of the Vegas Golden Knights. Is that an official title? Yeah, I think with the, the big cheese, head honcho, what are other ways to put it? Head honcho's pretty good. What's a Canadian version of that? Like a prime minister? I guess, yeah. He's a Canadian man, so. Sure, the prime minister of the Vegas Golden Knights. The Bruce Cassidy. head mountie? Ooh, that's a good one. Is there a term, though, for like a head mountie? I, I would assume yes. The mountain? You would know I something? know it? Yeah. No. That's a good point. No. Just look that up. 4-1. Edmonton gets a little revenge over the Vegas Golden Knights this thing's knotted up to a piece so i'll just ask you what happened
2: yesterday uh well for those that were listening to the show at the end of the show yesterday it's exactly what i said was going to happen for the one rare time i actually got something right I i thought yesterday could get ugly i actually thought it'd be uglier than it was uh but it turned out they just got a huge response from edmonton edmonton was flying all over the place in the first period and they just couldn't match it and it was very similar to what happened in Game Two. I mean, it was almost a carbon copy of that game. The the Knights looked like they were stuck in neutral. Uh, they had the, the you know the one game in their belts. Edmonton was desperate. They played desperate, and the Knights didn't match that desperation. So, uh, when that happens, especially in a playoff game, especially against a team that is of that high of skill level, you're gonna find yourself in a huge deficit, and they were. Now, to the Knights' credit, like. I thought they bounced back I I mean the announcer said it I would agree they were the better team in the second period but they couldn't get a goal and you know when you're when you're trying to claw back it doesn't matter if you're the better team if you can't put the puck in the net you're not gonna win a game and that's what happened in the night yesterday uh they certainly showed some frustration later on in the game but for the most part I just thought they couldn't match the desperation and when that happens you see the result
1: yeah the um you look, look at the analytics too. I mean, shot share heavily in favor of the Edmonton Oilers. More high danger chances for the Edmonton Oilers. Expected goals four. How much was this in your mind watching it? Poor team play versus the play of your I don't know millionth string goaltender, Aiden Hill.
2: I don't. I don't think it was that. I,
1: I mean, think I, a lot of people would immediately point to that. But my like I would say it wasn't.
2: But I don't have a trained hockey eye like you do. <laughs> Mine, mine's still getting trained. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like you know Aiden Hill was fine he he wasn't great he didn't steal a game obviously Um, he wasn't good enough for you to win a game where you weren't the better team but I he would be pretty far down on the list of people that I would blame for this loss Um, I mean he's certainly behind Shea Theodore who not dependent on one guy Shea Theodore was brutal and I I thought he was kind of called out after the game by Bruce Cassidy now to be fair it was a question that was asked Mm -hmm. it was the question was basically What's wrong with Shea Theodore? Um, But he hasn't been good. And that is a guy who is incredibly skilled, unbelievably talented, very important to the team when he's playing at a high level, and that just hasn't happened. And yesterday was glaring. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was a step slow. He got too aggressive to try to make up for it and committed some penalties, committed some turnovers, They ended up in the back of the net. Like That wasn't good. That was not anywhere good enough uh, from Shea Theodore, who is a very, very important player for this team.
1: So you mentioned frustration. So we there are a couple of things that come out of this game from both teams. For the Edmonton Oilers, uh, Darnell Nurse was suspended one game, instigated a fight in that last minute when they were down or when the Knights were down four-one and Edmonton on the power play. It's a one-game suspension for him, and of course it was like you know big free-for-all at the end of the at the game. And then we get Alex Petrangelo, who comes down with a what is the term a double slash. Two-handed slash, dry Sidel. Two-handed slash. Yeah, double-handed yeah. slash coming down. I mean, clearly the guy's frustrated. And I don't know if he's. I don't want to assume he's trying to hurt somebody. No, he but was. I don't know what joe's gonna he say. But I, I don't know what your goal is other than trying. Well, to Well,
2: so here's here's things about this. The first of all, it's not excusable. Like, the, so when I say what was happening, right. there's not an excuse or like oh of course, like no. And first of all, I think I've been very fair about the Golden Knights. I don't think I'm any kind of a, a homer in that way. We pointed out in game one. The strategy for Edmonton has been to hurt Mark Stone. That's been an, an outright strategy for Edmonton in this series. Now, they've done it a little less, obviously, a little more subtle, and, and that's kind of how you have to do it. But they are, every time the whistle blows, if he's on the ice, there's a cross-check to his back. And not like a aggressive enough one or an over-the-top enough one to, to draw a whole lot of penalties, but they're hitting him. And you saw it again yesterday. They, they cross-checked him into the net. It was pretty brutal. Like, that's been their strategy. And so, at some point, and then they have been going after Petrangelo quite a bit, too. And we saw Evander Kane get, you know, put in the box for it in Game 2. Uh, excuse me, in Game 3, where he just went right after his head after the whistle blew in the, at the end of the first period. Like, they've been attacking Petrangelo. So, you've got a frustrated team, Petrangelo who's been under assault and wants revenge. And you're trying to hurt the most important player for the Golden Knights. They're going to go find their, their guy and try to hurt him. That's what happened. And so... You know, should Petrangelo be suspended? Sure, I would say yes. I would say he probably should be suspended the rest of the series. Like you can't do that, but well, you also have to understand what's going on and the people that are comparing the Nurse situation with Petrangelo. Like what Petrangelo did is way worse. Yeah, but there's not a specific rule that says he's suspended, and there is for Nurse. Well, Petrangelo is not going to be suspended. He's been yeah. fined five thousand yeah. dollars, maximum allowable Wait. under the CBA. Wait, is that the real one? Oh, there's been it? thirty-seven fake. Uh, NHL player safety tweets today. Uh, I think.
1: Oh, tell me, this isn't uh,
2: ten thousand dollars? Is I'm it? Sorry. Is yeah. it NHL
1: player safely? Yes. No. Yeah, you're right. You got me. Well, at least <laughs> it wasn't like thanks it, Elon. It, it was only a show. It was only a short number, so it's not like it was like he had his hand chopped off. So all right, ten thousand
2: dollars. Are we sure though? Like people are creating fake oh, NHL boy. player safety Twitter accounts all day. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It so was actually, that know. was
1: actually nurses. I think that was an official.
2: And nobody is. Yeah, that's but, a good point. By the way, this is this, when, when people say, I know, Twitter is dead. It sucks. I can't and and I love Twitter, but this is, the, this is when people are like, people don't like Twitter anymore because they don't like Elon Musk. No, because it sucks now because of this. I can't
1: tweet anything out without being offered 20 fixed matches every day. Of course. Also, a lot of women, I think this is just a
2: coincidence, they want me. Slide, they're sliding in the replies, a lot, in the of, DMs. a lot
1: of offers in the DMs. I'm uh, like, ladies, I'm uh, married.
2: I've been offered a, like a lot of females and a lot of crypto, actually. Very surprisingly uh-huh. enough, uh, for <laughs> sure. So, but like the the problem with Twitter right now is, for those that aren't on Twitter and don't follow it, the thing that has really really backfired of all the really really bad mistakes that have been made with Twitter the last couple months, the fact that they took verification away from so many different legitimate outlets right. now opens up for everyone to either even by verifications you can pretend you can get a verified nhl player safety account or just as we said earlier everybody was tweeting out at at nhl player safely which looks like a t instead of the l and it's not verified you're like oh well nobody's verified might be so it might be verified and people are (laughs) like this is why this is it's not because of elon musk or any personal feelings it's because he ruined the site so you mentioned the strategy for edmonton then i would assume let's hear from
1: Connor mcdavid i would assume when Connor mcdavid comes out after the game and says this it rings a little uh hypocritical
0: well you'd like to see it reviewed for sure i would like to see it suspended i mean it's as intent to injure as you can get you know time score clock all play factor he comes from over his own head and you know places
1: it just kind of under leon's chin um you'd like to see something like that suspended it's not a hockey play um but, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's not in our hands, and, um,
2: yeah.
1: Well, Conor <laughs> McDavid, after the game yesterday.
2: Ma, well, I'm outraged right. by all of this. <laughs> How could somebody do this? Us on Mark Stone, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, it's it's silly. But look, on its own, and, and even with the context of everything else that has gone on, yes, Petrangelo probably deserves to be out the rest of the series. He probably does. You can't do that. I understand why he did it. I probably would have done the same. I know Cofield would have, would have done the same thing. I, I understand why he did it. They're trying to injure the Knights' best player. We're going to go try to injure your player. That was his thinking. But you can't do it. So
1: if we're talking one, this is official for Darnell Nurse. Well, one game and $10,000,
2: what do you think Petrangelo gets? It's a great. I mean, I think, he, I think he'll get a game and a fine, maybe even two games and a fine um again we don't know might have come out i don't know we're here doing the shows i've not right. been able to see anything and i don't know what's verified and what's not anymore on twitter so i can't even yeah i've seen a lot that. of fake stuff yeah it's all over the place it's, it's crazy uh, and i've seen so many people react to it and then say my bad and then react to another one and they're like you you can't get got twice in a row what are you doing
1: Daily happy hour from 3 to 5 p.m. Pint shots, and margaritas for $2.77 at the Silver and Gold Sports Bar inside the Silver 7's Hotel and Casino. Coming up in a couple of minutes, Xavier Pope's going to be with us, cultural contributor here to Cofield and Company. Of have a little bit more on the uh, Matt and situation and uh, Henry Rugg's sentence and pleading guilty to driving 156 miles an hour while drunk out here in Las Vegas. So I saw a story earlier today. There was a lot of hand wringing over this. And then I watched the video, and I feel like I know what happened in this video, but I, I think a lot of people are getting very mad at it for no reason unless something new came out. Did you watch this video of what happened uh, during a Texas softball game? Uh, this was posted to Facebook. Apparently, in a game out in Texas between schools, McCamey and Cisco, McCamey's catcher, Turns and fires a ball just directly into the ear hole of the opposing batter, like for no reason. Like turns to third. Oh, there's always a reason. And just like just sends a screamer right into this person's dome. There's always
2: a reason, John.
1: So I think this. So this is. So I think there is a reason here. Now in the video, I will say there is a runner on second that does take a couple of steps to third, and I think you can very much make the argument that the catcher is trying to throw the ball to third. But I called this an Adam Hill story. Sure. Because apparently there is a rule that if the batter gets in line of the throw while out of the box, you can be called for batter interference. And apparently this McKamey team has been called for this like multiple times, like nailing a kid in the head. First thing I thought of. They're totally just trying to exploit the rules. Of course. Right? Of course they are. (laughs) Why wouldn't they? Then this is why I called it an Adam Hill story because I feel like Adam Hill would coach his softball team to
2: just nail kids in the head John, by throwing it to third. Not even coaching. When I played, we did all of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we knew every rule of every league we played in. Obviously, you know, when you play travel ball when you're growing up, you play in a lot of different leagues and my coaches knew as soon as we got cuz that was like there's not email wasn't really a thing. They would have to hand out like the you know, the sheets with yeah. the rules. The coaches wouldn't even read them. They would just give them to me. and i would figure out ways to exploit whatever rule they were putting in it's pretty smart we had different like when if oh man if they try to get creative with like pitcher limit rules and stuff (laughs) i would be like all right this guy can if he throws this many pitches like we're good and then we'll do this and the coaches be like all right like yeah cool like i mean we had every loophole imaginable so like when you say when you say you think you know yeah yeah that's what they're doing Did you see the video in question yeah and even if it's not a rule thing, like, because a lot of people were like, she threw it way too late. Like, you clearly see after the pitch is thrown,
1: there's so, like somebody jogs the third. You can oh. even, and if she it also, was-
2: she also knew, look, it, it takes a second to process, right? Yeah. That's, that's also why it, t- it tells me, like, it's not, it's not an immediate, it's, she's, oh, she's pretending. She's out. Yep. <laughs> I know this. Do you mean, know by the way, do you mean know hidden ball tricks we pulled off? I would assume a large amount. Hundreds. To the point where you were
1: called cheaters and it wasn't Of fair. course. Like you got a reputation But we knew
2: it. exactly because you couldn't actually go up to the rubber. You had to, so you had to like walk. We'd have the pitcher walk around, <laughs> around the rubber. It, it was wild. But yes, I mean, we did all of this stuff. So, so, this, so, we, so yes, that's what happened. They knew that if you, if, if if the ball hit the batter in the box in the course of the play and it had been called against them, and they're like, all right, really? You're going to call it against us? Here's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to take advantage of this. Oh, the kid's faking? Oh, yeah, what was I going to do? That's right. Here's here it is, it's great.
1: This is yeah. The other part of this is, that's very Adam Hill like because I know you would fight this tooth and nail. As it was noted in a write up over at Outkick, a batter can't be called for interference if the catcher intentionally causes the batter to interfere. How in the world would you prove that?
2: Oh yeah. No How chance.
1: in the world? Like if I was the team, like if I was the team whose catcher was throwing that, and they told me, "No, you're doing it on purpose," I would say, "How would you know?" Yeah,
2: the batters, the, you watch the way the batter is backing straight out of the box, doing like, right. here it is, here it is, it's perfect. Waited just the right time, fired it over there. Now, the only thing I wish, I wish the catcher would have immediately made it even more obvious and turned it up and said, out. Right. <laughs> I know the rule. Was it? um The catcher instead walks over and tries to pick up the ball. Was it Grant Williams at one of the end of
1: the uh, Celtics games where he was trying to get somebody called for a tech because either they grabbed the ball or their jersey wasn't tucked or something like that. He was like, get up, get up.
2: Yes, that's how you have to do this. Of course, you do. You have to shame the umpires sometimes into doing it. It's also like, I love it. It's also why like Chris Paul, the Adam Hill of NBA players, and by, hated. And by the way, if you're like a if you're like a, a coach or somebody out there that I know, there's leagues that aren't super competitive. I guess, but if you're playing any sort of competitive leagues. And you're like, oh, that's not how this is. Yes, it is. So, one of the. You're a bad coach if you're not doing
1: that. One of the things when I coached Pete Weave, like uh, NYS football, and they were like, you know, 11 to 12 year olds, one of the rules at that level, it's like a new rule for that level, What well, there were two things. One, you could press at the line of scrimmage. And two, you could have a nose tackle. Nobody played with a nose tackle. So, we took our kid, our hardest hitter, and I put him a nose tackle. And I just said, all you have to do is, whenever that ball moves, just hit that kid in front of you as hard as you humanly can. Of course. It, you know how many times, like there were quarterback center like fumbles against us brilliant. because like a kid at center is not learning to snap his head up and take a hit, and we it was brilliant.
2: It was I, brilliant. I know we've we've talked about this before, but the you know when I coached and we had there was the listen they're they're younger than they should have been you
0: know, running six, actual
2: pick and rolls. Six, six of course <laughs> we did. Sixth grade girls. It was it was illegal to play any kind of zone. It had to be man. Yep. And so we would spread put three players in the corner. So the three defenders had to go to the corner, right. and then run a pick and roll at the top of the top of the key at the other side, so and there's nothing they could do. And if they weren't covering, we would just tell the point guard to stop, stop, and tell the ref, "Who are they covering? That's a attack. Let's go." And we, it was all year. We were undefeated. <laughs> I love it. But that's that's great. That's what that's what you should do as a coach. You're putting your players in the best position to win. The ruthless technicality of like a lawyer per se,
1: like Xavier Pope, who joins you. us next here. Follow
2: the guys on Twitter
1: at Steve Cofield and at Adam Hill LVRJ or tweet the show at Cofield & Co. or at ESPN Las Vegas. Coping the company, live from Silver 7s. Make sure you come on down, say what's up. It's myself, John Tobel and Adam Hill filling in for Steve. Remember, Silver 7s, a lot of great specials, including the slow-roasted prime rib Friday and Saturday nights for just 21 bucks at 4 p.m. So swing down, say what's up. we got some shirts and other stuff for you as well. You heard it. Xavier Pope with us now, lawyer and host of Suit of News. Xavier, uh, we appreciate the time. I, I wanted to start with something. We didn't send you this. I have a question. Um, you do have a, a child, correct?
0: Yeah, uh, I, have, I have three kids. Yes. Oh, you have three?
1: Then okay. I, yeah. mm-hmm. So uh, the reason I ask is we were talking, I don't know if you saw this story about this uh, high school softball team that is uh, catchers getting in a little bit of hot water. There's been multiple games where the catcher has been found to uh, be beaning kids in the head, especially, you know, the batters as they're trying to make the throws down to third. And clearly what's happening is they're trying to exploit a rule which is if a batter interferes with a throw to third or anything like that, then, of course, it's batter interference and you as a team are rewarded. And Ab and I were talking about how us as coaches have done certain things in youth sports to exploit different rules as coaches of those teams. And I I feel like I, I would hate being on the opposite side of that as a parent of myself if my kid was on the other team. But if my kid was on that team, I think I'd love it.
0: I think it's about sportsmanship. You know, you, you want to teach your kids how to how to win the game the right way. I, I don't. I don't know. If I would. Abs- abs- I would love that. Um, it, it, you know, just because it it it's it something to exploit the rules doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Uh, and as as and as a parent, that's something I have to teach. I teach my kids all the time about um, focusing on doing the right thing and and, and playing and playing, playing the right way and living the right way, um, and then, and letting things fall what they may.
1: How old are, How old are your kids?
0: Yeah, t- uh, my oldest daughter's 22. My youngest daughter's 17. She's about to graduate from high school. And my son's entering high school. He's 14.
1: Okay, cool. So you've gone through all this. So my kid, my oldest kid is going to turn five this year. And we're getting into, mm-hmm. like, he just started soccer. And so now we're getting yeah. into, like, you know, him <laughs> playing other sports, but also interacting with other parents. And I have to tell you, it's, it's the thing that I'm looking forward to the least. Because <laughs> yeah, there's, there's times where, like, kid, like dude, Control your kid. I don't need your kid grabbing my kid by the scruff of the neck and doing ridiculous things because there's times where I kind of lean in and just be like, all right, cut it out. All right, and I know your parents aren't here, but I'm going to say something to you. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think some parents take take this too far, uh, and it, it, it brings up some of the weirdest behavior in certain parents. So I think you, you are right to have some little, uh, some little jitters about interacting with those other parents.
1: So let's talk about some more serious things and get your thoughts on quite a few of these stories, the first of which is uh, let's talk about Matt Arisa. So ex-NFL punter uh, and his accuser discussed details of the rape case. USA Today had a pretty good write-up on this, and uh, a lot of this stems from a – couple of recordings actually at least two that were made of the meeting and uh, the recordings in there essentially uh, Riza and his representation is saying that it does to them prove that he was not there when the sexual assaults occurred Uh, it does seem like the accuser is not going that far and says that doesn't exonerate anybody but what does this do for Riza's future if these tapes are now being sent out to NFL teams is there a chance that Riza is exonerated to a certain extent here and that he could get a job back with an NFL team
0: I don't think that's necessarily – he's he's definitely uh, jumping the gun on this um, because that's not all necessarily the the evidence that has to be gathered about it. So they're not going to just take his word for it and whatever evidence he submitted and then make a decision on that. So, I mean, he's probably trying to fast-track it and get ahead of it, make sure he gets gets an NFL paycheck, but not so fast, buddy. Um, there still have to be teams have to look into it and and into him, and to uncover what really happened. Sometimes it can take a long, long, long time. And in the NFL, I mean, his next man up, he might be stalling outside looking at. It.
1: So I know the, the charges were not pressed, but you're like you're allowed to like arises. People are allowed to send these recordings out to these NFL teams. I, isn't there something here with the victim that could say like like I don't want you sending these tapes out? Like, I, is there? There's no conflict there
0: i i think definitely is a conflict there uh in terms of and then how they acquired them and how they're using them i it's really a bad look for him in my personal opinion uh and i think that it doesn't exonerate him or make him look like a good guy whatsoever uh i mean he obviously he thinks he's done he's done nothing wrong but it's all about perception in the national football league and if you're seen to you know, gang raping woman um, 17 years old then you're the, the league is going to lean towards keeping you out Um, instead of, uh, and especially if it's you submitting just that as as opposed to all the other things they could uncover at their own investigation, different teams and whatnot.
1: So the other news out of the National Football League regarding some serious uh, criminal activity, x Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs III pleaded guilty to uh, driving 156 miles an hour while drunk uh, in the fatal Las Vegas crash out here. So what does this do for Henry Ruggs in terms of pleading guilty? Everybody's thrown out the three to ten-year sentence. Uh, I know that the minimum three-year sentence cannot be reduced by converting the year and a half that he has spent on house arrest to time already served. And, and, you know, Xavier, I think everybody rightfully so, sees three to ten years and thinks the loss of human life is probably worth more than that. Why is a sentence like this so short?
0: Uh, Because he he pled guilty, and he has... Lawyer is able to re- reduce the amount of time he's going to spend in prison, and, and notoriously that happens a lot of times with drunk driving cases. People don't look at it as you took a took a weapon and, and killed someone, and I think that the society continues to see it that way. Unfortunately, um, what he his behavior was outrageous and it was reckless when well, he went out drinking, drove 156 miles per hour, uh, and, and killed someone. Uh, and I think it's interesting that you know he in house arrest for a year and a half. and that doesn't impact his sentence whatsoever. So uh, I think that was an interesting part of the case. Um, but I do think that he's probably going to serve the, the, the minimum amount of time. I, he's definitely not going to play another game again in the National Football League a couple a few years down the line when he gets out. His career is absolutely over. But I, I, that family at least it gets some measure of closure um, towards a terrible situation that took uh, took a, a daughter and a family member. and her dog.
2: I mean, I was going to ask, what do you tell people when the, when they you know start raising complaints about, hey, this is just somebody who had really, really good lawyers. It's not that he's rich necessarily, but, I mean, it's part of it. You can buy a good lawyer, and, and then you can get a reduced sentence. Like, that's just the fact of the society we live in and the justice system, right? I mean, that's never going to really change.
0: I mean, there, there are complaints about the criminal justice system all the time and how if you have the money to pay lawyers, you're going to find yourself on the, uh, on the outside more than you're looking in, uh, and unfortunately, it, it is a fact of life. Um, but that, that being said, um, victims, advocates over the course, over the last 30 years, have done a significant amount in making sure that laws change in various states as it relates to drunk driving. And so, um, you know, we saw that out where, you know, when I was a kid, mothers against drunk driving, students against drunk driving. Those efforts have made a significant difference in the amount of time um, that, that people who commit crimes like this actually serve in prison. So it has been some move toward a positive direction so making sure people like that are held accountable and actually put behind bars.
1: Something a little bit more lighthearted. Headline, Dwayne Wade, Grant Hill being eyed by Democrats (laughs) looking to win Florida Senate seat. Okay, so I heard that. Is is this real? Because I feel like... This might be a small thing, like this is kind of the issue with politics. Like they have called this a moonshite type play. Like, what are we looking at here? Are these guys? These guys should not be politicians because you need names. This is what we're doing now.
0: See, I already tweeted about this this week, John, about how un- irresponsible is the journalism to throw people into <laughs> politics. Um, this is their private lives, and now we are here on EAC in Las Vegas talking about a story that has absolutely nothing behind it that says that they're there is. A- interest in running right. that and exploring anything to run but, and there, there's there's no real substantive conversations connected to anybody that they, that they, the Joanne Wade or Durant Hill will run and now they and all the representatives around them have to start answering questions about it and now it's running a whole new conversation about will, will they or won't they when they never have even thought about it in the first place that we know of so far.
2: But this is, I mean this is where we are now, right? I mean this is, it's yeah, going to man. be this way. It, like, when Once you elect a celebrity, and you know, you can think what you want about him. I'm hopefully it never happens again. But
0: I mean, this is where we are. Yeah, I mean, Donald Trump gets gets elected, right? And then now every every celebrity making you can just bring up a story and say, oh, hey, maybe this person will run for uh, for for, for congressman. And then there's a whole story about what they run. And the person has to answer, yeah, yeah, I'll run. Maybe I won't run when there was never a conversation to begin with. And maybe someone even hears a story and go, oh, maybe I can win. <laughs> and okay. Trying to throw their hat in the ring. Yeah, it's it's. It's crazy, man, but to, to put a story like this out there when there's nothing behind it, I think is irresponsible. I
2: mean, unfortunately, though, The Rock will be the president, right? At some point, The Rock is going to be president.
0: <laughs> I mean, that Rock is a special case. Uh, uh, <laughs> the Rock, it, Rock can do whatever he wants. The Rock can be Atlas and literally hold the earth on his shoulders, and I think he'll be okay with that.
1: I mean, I think, Xavier, I think you are, uh, if I remember correctly in our past conversations, you do take in the uh, superhero movies, do you not?
0: I do. Uh, I took my kids to see the new Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy movie. It was it was fantastic. I enjoyed it. It was a great conclusion to that trilogy. And it's a pretty a, so, nice little surprise to end, um, to let folks know there, there may be some more in store for the characters. Well,
1: I, I bring that up because, reportedly, uh, The Rock actually ruined the Black Adam franchise because he was supposed to lose a fight to, I think, Shazam, uh, but he didn't want his character to lose said fight, so I don't know if he would run for president because there's a chance he might lose and that would ruin the image.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, if Rock wanted to set it up that way. But remember, he talked about running or something yes. like this a couple of years ago. He, he was him on the golf course, and so he was teasing potentially running for president. So he thought about it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I, I watched uh, I watched his episode of the Pivot this week. Um, actually, I thought it was a really good, really good interview, uh, really solid podcast. Those guys do a great job in general. But watching it, I was like, yeah, he's being very introspective,
0: but he's being very political. Like, I do think
2: he's setting it up.
0: Oh boy, I, I think Iraq it it, it could. He's one of these people who will never will not leave a stone unturned on his life. He he's one of these people that he's the dream person. Whatever you can do, you be it. He's one of these people will. May can be rumored to do, do anything. Be the head of the UN. You mean that's just that's who the, the, the Rock Johnson is? Yeah. So let's
1: go to another story. Uh, cops are investigating a couple uh, for apparently on Virginia <laughs> licking a, a tub of ice cream in a store, putting it back. They're calling it a lick and run. Uh, this is this is real, like legal trouble though, right? Like this, you can get in big trouble for something like this because this was, if I remember correctly, this was kind of like a big prank thing about five or ten years ago. There's like a rash of these activities going down in stores.
0: Yeah, I thought when you first sent me the story. I thought it was tongue in cheek, um, but it looks like it's, oh, it's, it's tongue. Um, it's tongue so, and ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's outrageous to be it, 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 licking ice cream in the store. is gross. I mean number one you're taking it off and exposing yourself from the health health standard and putting put people in jeopardy or just after like, we just came out of a pandemic and just monkey pox going around and, and you're sitting there sticking your tongue into in in, in, in the ice cream um I, I think and then like wanting to do it for the clout. i mean people are doing the stupidest stupidest things to get attention including disobeying the law
1: david what's going on on suit up news before we get you out of here
0: yeah, uh, we, we're, we're, we are on, I used to shoot up right now looking for a, a partner. We just pulled a, we pulled away from um, the Twitter platform. You saw the great stuff with Tucker. Mm-hmm. But um, we are in conversations right now. We definitely will give you all the updates when they come. Um, find out what's going on at, at XavierPoke, E-X-A-B-I-E-R-P-O-P-E, at Twitter.
1: All right, real quick, before we get you out of your last 60, it is National Eat Whatever You Want Day. What does a healthy vegan man such as yourself eat on a day like this?
0: What I eat on a, on a what day?
1: On a national eat whatever you want day.
0: Uh, I'm eating all the vegan burgers. I'm eating all the fries, um, and I'm having all of the vegan ice cream. I'll make sure it's out of the freezer, someone else's freezer, before I have some.
1: So. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Xavier. Appreciate it, man. Love you guys. Love you, too. You think Steve means it when he says it? Just, here's actually my real question. <laughs> this is gonna be. This is gonna get personal. Do you think Steve tells his significant other that he loves her? Oof.
2: Yeah, probably. Like, not, I wouldn't imagine it's every day. Like, it's not think, one of like, those.
1: Do you think there's ever, 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 like, an intimate moment where Steve's, like, holding her and he's like, I love you so much?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No chance. But here's the thing. Like, I, I think she's just as unlikely to do it.
1: That's very true.
2: So like it's not it's not one of those things where like oh just won't show emotion to you. and and like she's begging for some you know love th- me thirsting for for that you know th- you know that reassurance like, I, I think she would say that's weird yeah. if he did it I just feel like the, I I just want to see an intimate moment where Steve you know is just like I just don't know what it would I, I, I imagine her saying never came into my life I imagine him saying I love you and her saying what'd you do that's a really good point. yeah
1: <laughs> they are kind of the same person yeah. That's really good. There's probably a minimal amount of I love you exchanged.
0: I think maybe the reason they don't want to get married is because they just don't want to give vows to one another. (laughs) That's probably the reason why. (laughs)